Welcome, everybody, and thank you so much for accepting our invitation for this Bible study and reflection on this Wednesday, December 27th, 2023. Hope you had a wonderful Christmas with your family and friends. Let us begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. My opening and closing prayers today are based on prayers from the Book of Common Prayer. Peace be with you. Let us pray. Almighty and everlasting God, you made the universe with all its marvelous order, its atoms, worlds, and galaxies, and the infinite complexity of living creatures. Grant that we, as we probe the mysteries of your creation, we may come to know you more truly and more surely fulfill our role in your eternal purpose through faith-based relationships that we have with one another. We ask this in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Where is the foundation of your relationships with others? You know, a relationship could be described as a connection. You've heard the saying about the weakest link in the chain. You know, that's the way a relationship is. Just like the weakest link in the chain, relationships can be broken or damaged if the connection is not strong. I'd like to begin today with a reflection regarding our family and then take a look at some biblical references on relationships. We just had our annual Suggs family Christmas get-together that has been a tradition for 30-plus years now. I'm the oldest of five boys in my family, and I still have three living younger brothers. Our annual get-together involves my living brothers and their families and my sister-in-law of my deceased brother and her family. Like I said, in total, we have 30-plus people, and the amazing thing They're all together under one roof for three nights. I know that sounds incredible, and it truly is. I've had many people say, I don't know how our family that is much smaller than yours could spend more than one night together without an argument breaking out. Now, I'm not saying we're perfect in our family, but we do have a special relationship I think the basis of our relationship was modeled by our parents. And I think their model was based on their parents and grandparents and on and on. I do know for certain that the foundation of their relationship, at least our parents and grandparents, was their faith in Jesus. There's one common denominator, or if you will, glue that holds our family together, and that is our faith. Our parents instilled in us the value of relationships with others, including our family members. In retrospect, I believe one reason I love being part of my church at St. Paul's Evangelical Lutheran is that it truly is a family. And it reminds me of the relational foundation that my parents instilled in us. What is the secret of that relationship that our parents instilled in us? It's actually no secret at all, and it can be summed up in one word, love. I'd like to start with a reading from John, 
chapter 13, verses 34 through 35. A new command I give you, love one another. As I have loved you, so you must love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples if you love one another. And our next reading of God's Word today comes from 1 John chapter 4, verses 7 through 12. Dear friends, let us love one another, for love comes from God. Everyone who loves has been born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, because God is love. This is how God showed his love among us. He sent his one and only Son into the world, that we might live through him. This is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his Son as an atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, since God so loved us, we also ought to love one another. No one has ever seen God, but if we love one another, God lives in us, and his love is made complete in us. You know, another key ingredient in a successful loving relationship is humility. Our next reading is from Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 8, and it's titled, Imitating Christ's Humility. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interest, but each of you to the interest of the others. In your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. C.S. Lewis said, True humility is not thinking less of yourself, it's thinking of yourself less. God created us and intended us to be in perfect relationship with one another. Sin, however, created a rift between Adam and Eve, damaging the sweet fellowship God had given them. Since then, every relationship has been marred by sin. The good news is that Jesus Christ came to bring healing to our relationships. First and foremost, Jesus restored us to God through his sacrificial death on the cross. Through Christ, all our sins are forgiven, and we can call God Father. Jesus also restores our relationships with one another. He gives us supernatural power to love one another and treat each other with dignity and respect. Where does that supernatural power come from? It's a gift 
that Jesus promised us. Our next reading is John 14, 15 through 17. If you love me, keep my commands, and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate to help you and be with you forever, the Spirit of truth. The world cannot accept him because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he lives with you and will be in you. You know, when the Bible was written, there was a deep enmity between Jews and Gentiles. Through his death and resurrection, Jesus broke down the wall that divided them. Forgiveness is another key factor in strong relationships. God has forgiven our enormous, unpayable debt. In light of this, we are called to extend the same gracious forgiveness to others. When we refuse to forgive, bitterness is the result. We hold grudges, refusing to be gracious to those who have wronged us. This is deeply hurtful to God and destroys relationships. There's an old saying that holding a grudge is like drinking rat poison and expecting the rat to die. Unforgiveness is a terrible poison that eats away at us and destroys relationships. Forgiveness can be a very difficult thing if you've been deeply hurt by someone. It doesn't happen overnight. But God can help you move toward forgiveness. He can give you the power to let go of your grudges and extend forgiveness. As Jesus was being nailed to the cross, he asked God to forgive the soldiers. Jesus can give you that same power in your own life. So Jesus had a lot to say about relationships, and he modeled that through his thoughts, words, and deeds. Jesus is our guiding light and our model for powerful and long-lasting relationships. Let us pray. Most merciful God, you have bound us together in a common life. Help us in the midst of our struggles for justice and truth to confront one another without hatred or bitterness and to work together with mutual forbearance and respect. Through Jesus Christ our Lord, amen. And now may the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Go in peace, serve the Lord.